Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of the Droppe Gaming Podcast. How was that? I like started off with a bit of a tone changer. Huh? Huh? Not yeah, that's good. It was all right, right. We'll work on cool. it. Let's just move on. <laughs> Not looking it's back episode now. Episode 152. Yeah. Which we is the number. It. We made it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying um, to finish the year in a, in a strong way. We survived yeah. the prime. And now we're in the non-prime yeah. era. We're trying to finish the year in a, on a high, which is what the gaming industry is not doing. Yeah. Um, um, we've pretty much finished all the games for the year, so this is going to be it until mm, March, much. next year. Yeah. There is literally fuck all that yeah. looks like it's coming out. And we're, of, we're recording on the 30th of November, so there's a whole other month of this year, and there's mm. literally nothing. There's no triple... Nothing okay, so no. there's stuff coming out, but there's yeah. no... like big name AAA titles and anymore some of them or the majority of them seem to be either ports from other consoles to other consoles yeah. or to PC or you know the Switch is finally catching up on some very old games that have yeah. been around for a long time exactly um, and I don't understand why but I actually thought the other day maybe it was because there was all these you know announcements like Stadia and all that kind of shit that was expected to be happening around now yeah um so a lot of the gaming developers just kind of went, well, we'll let's just back, just back off that. and see what happens and see if that actually yeah, takes. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, it could be. Because, you know, on the horizon of potentially some new consoles and all that kind of crap in the next 12 months or so. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is weird to have such a dry spell, though. It is. Because January, yeah. there's not much going on there. And the like, new Monster Hunter DLC yeah. or expansion or whatever that is and mm-hmm. a new Dragon Ball Z game and, like... That's not much else. Yeah. 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 So, so not much yeah. else is going to happen. We um, do have Cyberpunk next year to look forward to in April, though. Yes. So we'll just go we'll into just, hibernation yeah, for four pretty months. pretty much. Hold our breath until then <laughs> and hope it doesn't get knocked back again. Yeah. Oh, well. So on the last episode, we talked about a bunch of games and a yes. bunch of shit, and that episode went on for ages. Yeah, it did, yeah. So I'll make up for it dribble. by not doing that this time. Hopefully. Um, but one of the games we did talk about was Death Stranding. And oh, that, that's the walking simulator. Yeah, yeah, so we shot on that pretty harsh, pretty well. Yeah, um, I haven't had a chance to really play much more of it since we last talked about it, and I know you probably haven't. There's a good reason for that. Yeah, I deleted it from the PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the interests of like, because last week, last episode, I slammed it a bit, but I've only played like two hours of it, which isn't fair. So, in the interest of fairness. I'm gonna. It doesn't get much different. I'm gonna give it a bit more time. I just haven't had a chance to yet because I've been playing what we're gonna be talking about on this episode. Yes. Hopefully, by the time we record next, I'll have had a bit more of a go, and I'll be able to, you know, share my thoughts beyond just my initial repulsion from the game. <laughs> well, it is kind of because it's not good, like we're gonna that have much else to talk about. Forced hiatus of new games. Yeah. yeah. It, it's kind of. It allows you to go back potentially yeah, and play some. Yeah, it's a bit some. of catch up. Like I never yeah. got around to playing Control, and that's a contender for Game of the Year. And so, mm. in a couple of episodes, we'll have our Game of the Year 2019 episode. Yeah. If I haven't played Control and I haven't played Death Stranding, then I can't really fairly like. There's not not that there's been much this year really uh, worth talking about. Was Red Dead this year? That was February, was wasn't it? Wasn't that last year? 
Shit, I can't even remember. I now. think that was last year because we. Um, Did I get Game of the Year last year? I gave it. No, <laughs> was it last year? I think it was between God of War and Red Dead Redemption Two, wasn't it? So it didn't come out. It came out last year. So th- yeah, but like this year hasn't really been very much. We had Anthem, which although we had a bit of fun with it, it that was apparently really Kotaku's shittest game of the year. Fuck. <laughs> Kotaku. Um, so yeah, in the interest of fairness, I'm going to play a bit more of Death Stranding before I go into it any further. Mm-hmm. So uh, that aside, let's talk about some Star Wars. Oh yeah. So Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is the latest Star Wars. It's actually the first um, non-multiplayer Star Wars game in fucking. It got to be at least a decade, right? When when did Force Unleashed two? That would have been the last one, right? Yes. When was that? Look that, that, that up. Isn't I'm just about a, a Battlefront. Yeah. So game. Battlefront and Battlefront Two came out since you know in the last few years. I think Battlefront was twenty sixteen, twenty fifteen. Yeah, it would have been. So yeah. that's four years at least. Um, but yeah, Force Unleashed Two, I think, was the last real Star Wars game that wasn't a multi online multiplayer predominantly mm-hmm. type game. Um, it's actually at first glance like I okay so I guess it, this is a game that is what people were really hoping for it's been for. nearly nine years it has yeah. 26th of October so, 2010 yeah so yeah. nearly a decade mm. um, and yeah this I think when Disney gave the contract to EA and said you're the ones making games for us everyone had high hopes for what they would do with it yeah. And in that time, they've done Battlefront and Battlefront Two, and not a whole lot else. And although they were, you know, good games, they Battlefront were like, was seriously fun. Yeah, I didn't play was. Battlefront Two because of all the microtransaction yeah, exactly. bullshit, yeah. which definitely hurt them and oh, probably yes. hurt the franchise too. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, Battlefront. But at the same won. time, it didn't last all that long either. Mm. It was like a, a very red hot flash in a pan, and then it was gone in six weeks. Yeah, people just moved on. Yeah. I think people chose not to buy it because of the shit, and then when they removed the shit, it was too late. Yeah, which yeah, um, I agree. probably wasn't too good for them, but whatever. Mm. Um, but yeah, when when that happened, when EA got the contract, what people I think were thinking was EA have Bioware, so they're going to make a fucking third person shooter that mm. is going to be an amazing Star Wars story. Yeah, and it never happened until this. Which well, is not I've got to correct anyway. you on that anyway because it still hasn't happened yet because all they did was take Uncharted and the bloody uh, Lara Croft stories Tom, the, the last Raider, few yeah, yeah, Tomb yeah. Raiders and just reskinned it as Star Wars which uh, fucking pisses me off because oh, it's all about, it is. No, In my mind... Every, that's uh, oversimplifying it, I reckon. It's a pretty there's, simple game. There's, there's definite things that, um, that are in that sort of type like the whole opening scene nearly in the game is a friggin train crash yeah. type, type thing which is Uncharted 2 oh, and it has lots of that platforming Uncharted and stuff too. but in terms of combat like the combat is different to those games because it is. for a start you got a sword it's a lightsaber. lightsaber only yeah. so you're not shooting guns you can reflect deflect bullets back at people like the laser yeah. bolts but the combat reminds me more of like a dialed down Dark Souls type thing mm-hmm. where like the the saving, for example, you save at meditation points, yes. which is really sort of different to what most games are these days, mm-hmm. like things like Mass Effect and 
um, uncharted in that where you go into an area and it auto saves yeah. you know you go into a new fight scene and it auto saves mm. so if you die you start that scene again yeah but this, this is a bit game, more like the Resident Evil type where you've got the typewriters. Yeah. You've got to get to that point and use it. And then you save. And yeah. then if you die, you go all the way back there. So yeah. you better hope you're bloody saved. Mm. Um, or try to save as regularly as you can. And um, there's no... I mean, you get stim packs that you find, but that, like once they're gone, they're not refilled until you rest at the meditation yeah. thing. And when you rest, it respawns all the enemies. Mm-hmm. So that adds a level of challenge to the game that you don't I don't feel like you see that kind of natural challenge in an Uncharted game or a Tomb Raider game because they you know once you kill things they're gone Mm -hmm. whereas if you revisit an area because again this game it it takes um, inspiration from like so many games obviously we've mentioned Uncharted and Tomb Raider Dark Souls Mm -hmm. it's also Metroidvania where you go through an area and there's places you can't go because you yeah. don't have the ability yet. Yeah. So as you go through, and the way that they do that is, you know, every game has where all of a sudden you lose all your powers and you've got to, you know, figure it yeah. out. So he's, the story follows this guy, Cal Kestis, who was a Padawan it, um, when Order 66, when all of the Jedis were killed mm-hmm. by the clone troopers. Yeah. Uh, he escaped, right? Survived. And went into hiding, and this is five years later. So it's five years after the end of the third movie. So it's prior to A New Hope, mm-hmm. but it's after whatever Revenge of the Sith or whatever. What the third? Oh, what was yeah. the third one? It went. Can't remember it what went, the name was. Um, episode one, whatever what was. Oh, Phantom Menace, and oh, then yeah. Clone uh, Those Attack of the Clones. Don't exist. Yeah, don't know what you're talking about. So anyway, um, <laughs> I really, really enjoy this game because. It, you can go into it as just a like entry level Star Wars fan and enjoy it, enjoy yeah. the world because for a start, it kind of does everything that you expect from a Star Wars thing. Because I was talking to Carl about it, the music, right? Mm-hmm. Music is kind of the base level of Star Wars. Like yeah. when you watch a Star Wars, half of the atmosphere, at least fifty percent of the atmosphere, is created by the music and it sound is. effects. Yeah. You know, there's sound effects of like laser guns shooting mm-hmm. and stuff like that that you only hear in Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, and the specific. way that the music sort of is floaty and sort of fantastical, mm-hmm. you know, it's very Star Warsy. And when yeah. you hear it, you recognize it immediately. And mm-hmm. if you are a big Star Wars fan, that shit just like flicks a switch in your head and you immediately get this sort of warm feeling of like, <laughs> oh, that's Star Wars. <laughs> and that's what you like on a base if you break down Star Wars to go okay what are the elements of this that make it Star Wars Mm. and you have like space travel obviously creatures a sort of um, futuristic but also retro-y type look Mm -hmm. of costumes and shit like that and then the witty banter and stuff like that the music like I said is just a key point Mm -hmm. Um, and then the you know, good versus evil battle. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And this, I feel like it, get, it gets everything. Mm. Of all of those points, it hits them. Like, you visit planets that you recognize, like Kashyyyk, where the, the um, Wookiees are from. Yeah. Um, you know, and the different planets are like, you've got a jungle planet, which is Kashyyyk. You've got an ice planet that you go to. You've got, you know, it hits those mm-hmm. key points. of like. Yeah. It's funny how, you know, the planet Earth has 
ice and deserts and forests. Yeah. But in this Star Wars world, it's like, here is the ice planet. Yeah, that's here right. Here is the jungle planet. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of gameplay, like the, it has that Dark Soulsy feeling. It has the Uncharted feel and Tomb Raider feeling of the platform Very and stuff so. like that. Yeah. Um, and the story is like surprisingly well written. Like it's mm-hmm. characters that you actually, it's kind of there's moments when you're like, eh, yeah. But um, it's also, but the acting's good enough that you actually want to watch the cutscenes as yeah. well. You know, e- even. They do yeah. full motion capture of the actors as well, so it's like you're watching a movie. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty standard nowadays, I think, yeah. in a lot of games, which yeah. is good. Um, it'd look weird if they didn't. Mm. But, yeah, there's... I don't know. I, I think the the whole Star Wars franchise and storyline and all that kind of stuff has been so bastardised in the last few years yeah. that there's... There's no specific timeline, it seems, anymore. Like, things just seem to happen, and they write stories and make movies about fucking random things at random times. Mm. You know, because we've had so many, like, prequels, and then fucking, like... Yeah. Now there's Mandalorian, which is 900 fucking years ago. Yeah, yeah, And there's yeah. still characters in there, like Carl Weathers, yeah. that was in the first fucking movie. Yeah. You know, like, 30 years ago, and you see him now, and you go, wait a second... This is 900 years ago and this dude looks fucking 50 years older than he yeah. did in that movie. And it just you've fucks got with a, your head. You've like, got it a, just um, really destroys it. Yeah, you've got sucks. to sort of suspend belief a little bit. Yeah. Which, I mean, why should I do that when I'm watching a fantasy movie? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like how they've positioned this one in between the two trilogies. Mm. Because although you've got like Star Wars, Clone Wars, the cartoon and all that kind of stuff that are sort of set in that yeah. around that area mm-hmm. um, there's not that much about after the purge of the Jedi to you know Luke Skywalker's yeah, return true. or like appearance Yeah. so it's nice to get a sort of image of where the Empire's at during that time and you know there's mm-hmm. things in it that you go well that's not in A New Hope you know like yeah. the Stormtroopers with um, electricity fucking yeah, buttons exactly. and stuff like that mm-hmm. that can deflect lightsabers yeah. there's none of them in any no, of the original right. movies yeah. mm-hmm. so you kind of have to go well mm. you know maybe they thought oh all the Jedi's are dead let's throw all those weapons in the bin yeah, and exactly. go back to just using guns <laughs> um, <laughs> well, and then useless now yeah and then you know a for- The Force Awakens comes out and they've all gone you know, we just found this storage shed out the back and it's got all these sick electricity weapons. Like, why aren't we using these? Yeah. Uh, yeah. C- carbon footprint. Yeah, right. exactly. That's, yeah, we've moved on. But, um, make the, the universe greener. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, like, Respawn Entertainment are known for Call of Duty, right? Mm. Or Titanfall and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, shooters. So, when they got announced as the developers for this, everyone was like, hmm... You know, when it got announced, all it was was at E3 where they cut to the chick in the crowd, like the MC. Yep. Cut to her in the crowd sitting next to old mate from Respawn and we're just like, oh, hey, look who's in the crowd. Yeah. Uh, what have you been up to? And he's like, oh, we're working on this game called Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I don't have anything to show you at all, but there's a name. Yep. And everyone's like, well, <gasps> fucking hope that's good because yeah, exactly. we don't know anything about it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so... I think everyone was expecting Bioware to be the ones to take on the the Star Wars thing and 
it just didn't happen. So we end up with a respawn entertainment one, and I'm actually I was I've platinumed it. Yeah. It took about surely probably forty hours, like revisiting planets and yeah. stuff. Once you unlock abilities. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I finished the game, and the ending is fucking Star Wars. Wow. I was just like, this is amazing. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of um. There's a lot of sort of rough edges to it. There's bugginess. Um, mm-hmm. it, it does the thing where it tries not to have load screens, but I'm yeah. playing on an original PlayStation, so occasionally, I don't know if it's better on Xbox One X, presumably it is, but I'll go to places, and if I'm sort of like, okay, I've landed here, I need to go to this place, which is, and the maps are fucking pretty big yeah. as well. And one of the downsides is that you can't fast travel between yeah, them. Exactly. So if you've got yeah. one collectible to get and it's on the other side of the map, you've got to plod your way over there, killing everything that you've already probably killed mm-hmm. at least twice already. Um, get the thing and then go all the way back. And sometimes you get stuck or get yeah. lost in the map and stuff like that, which is frustrating. Mm-hmm. But um, occasionally I'd have where I'm traveling real fast, like running through areas, it'd freeze and have a loading thing. Oh, yeah. Wow. So where it'd just stop and be like, hold on a second. Buffering. Yeah, basically yeah. like buffering. Didn't happen very often. Mm. But I had some other technical glitches like, um, you know, I'd jump when someone hits me and go flying through the air and things like that. <laughs> you know, that classic one. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. good fun. So, yeah, there's a few technical things, but... Um, and... Um, yeah, I guess... The voice acting and everything was really good, though. So yeah, it was. It um, was. Voice acting was good. The character performances were good. The story was classic, like mm. triumph over evil, come back from, you know, yeah. from uh, from trauma. Yeah, right on the edges so, of destruction. Yeah, just like the reason, doom. the reason his powers are gone, his link with the force is damaged because of yeah. his trauma from watching his master die, protecting him when, mm-hmm. um, when the purge happened, Order sixty six. So they handle that really well because that's kind of a deeper level of sort of discourse that you don't have in Star Wars yeah. you know because Star Wars is like the you know there was the I'm your father moment where mm. everyone was like what but it's you know it's not delving into you know the, the, the mentality line. of yeah, a yeah. broken family mm. you know it's just yeah. the thing yeah. whereas this is like um, you know dealing with the thoughts grief. of the past and the grief and all that yeah. kind of stuff but also um, what you're doing during the game is you're trying to find this holocron which is a list of all the force sensitive kids in the fucking galaxy and the idea is that the Jedis have this list and then when a kid hits a certain age they go and pick him up and bring him, bring him in for training okay. yep. and this one Jedi foresaw the purge coming and so he took the holocron and went and hid it in this thing and you've got to go on this massive multi-planet journey to try and figure out how to unlock that vault to get the thing and so there's um, sort of moral choices like you're not making the choices but it's bringing up moral choices of like if we do this are we any better than the Empire Mm -hmm. because the Empire want the list so that they can kill all the kids or convert them to baddies and you're like no, I'm going to get them and turn them into Jedis. And then people are like, but really, do they need saving? Because mm-hmm. at the moment, they're just living in merry, exactly. their happy, merry lives wherever yeah. they are. Um, and if you get do this list... Do they need to know their fate? 
Yeah, and if you get them and start training them, they become targets of the Empire immediately. Right. Yeah. So you're endangering them by doing that. So, yeah. And on top of that, it's um, so the guy, the Jedi who made the Holocron and hid it, he's sort of... There's these memories that the droid you carry around a droid mm-hmm. there's these memories of him that are like the hologram like help me Obi-Wan Kenobi yeah. you're my only hope yeah. where he's like explaining things mm-hmm. um, yeah. and so it not only has the present day of these tombs and these different places that you go to but it has like historical yeah. Yeah. like descriptions of things hmm. so it adds all these layers and it's like really deep in that way and then you obviously have all the interpersonal relationships between the characters and the main character, like the main baddie, is the was the Padawan of the chick who's helping you, who's an ex Jedi who cut herself off from the Force. Oh, okay. And you're talking to her, and she's like, "Is that Lady you, Two or something?" Her name's like Sarah sister or some second sister. Second is, sister was the Padawan, right? Yeah. And there's this whole sub story there as well of how well it's not really sub it's intertwined with your story but it's yeah. about how she failed her padawan when the purge happened and the mm. the empire got her and turned her evil and all this yeah. kind of stuff and now seer or seri or whatever her name is has cut herself off from the force so she just doesn't touch it anymore yeah. mm-hmm. because she's just like also traumatized about all of it and so yeah there's all the that kind of stuff as well so it's actually a really deep story mm. deeper than you would think yeah um, at For a, a glance Star Wars game yeah like, but Battlefront wasn't deep yeah oh, that was <laughs> just like run in and shoot people yeah exactly but yeah it just manages to really encapsulate the Star Wars feeling mm-hmm. in a game yeah um, but it also despite how much I'm talking about how much I enjoyed it there were certain things where I was just like mm, this doesn't feel quite right yeah you know and the bugginess and technical issues sort of brought it down mm-hmm. but in general i definitely enjoyed it and it's definitely like any star wars fan should definitely play it because we haven't had a game like this in 10 years yeah you know yeah. and it doesn't reinvent things like this stuff from star wars games 20 years ago you know mm-hmm. in the 90s where you know you could do certain things with a lightsaber or you'd have special powers yeah and either they're not in this game at all or they're like a sort of refined version of that thing. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they've gone... So there's one thing that they've gone, oh, this is a new force power and it's the ability to read the memories from items. Yeah. So you can touch something and find out... Like you'll touch a skull or something. Like So there's collectibles that you find and it'll touch a skull and it'll be like... It'll play a memory of that person getting shot by a stormtrooper or something. Yeah where he's like, oh, this person died because they were protecting their family or something mm. like that. Which I, f- I found kind of weird. Like, if I think it was the first time you actually used that power mm. and you're in, like, this kind of house, I guess, and you see this shiny thing and you walk up and you press square or whatever it was and then he just goes, whoever lived here used this as a food storage room. <laughs> and I was like, Fuck! Wow. <laughs> so some of them are stupid like that, but some are like. But that was like just important. showing you yeah, what yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah. And I was like, damn. But it, it manages to use that as a tool to push the plot forward as well. So yeah. there's things that you find where you're like, oh, this is really important to mm-hmm. understanding whatever. Yeah. Um. So it's really quite clever how they've managed to do that because it's sort of something that you could go, yeah, that kind of makes sense as something that some because you know not everyone can do everything. Yeah. You know. 
Mm-hmm. Some people are really good skateboarders and some people get on a skateboard and break their leg immediately. Yes. Right? You know, people have natural talents and yeah. one of the talents that they're saying in this game is that you have this force memory thing which is super rare. Um, and so it sort That's of That's why fits we in. have never heard about it. Yeah. It's super rare. But it's not like they go, you know, oh, he has, you know, they, they don't go, oh, he's a secret savior of the universe who, mm. you know, is equal power to like Darth Vader exactly. or Luke Skywalker or yeah. something. He's just a normal dude yeah. who is a force user. So. I think they should make it more clear, though, in, in all of the Star Wars games and, and movies and everything, that at some stage in human history, past or future, mm. we will be able to, all of us, talk to robots in the robot language. Oh, yeah, yeah. Instead of making robots that can communicate in English yeah. and not just beeps and blobs, yeah. we can understand that. Yeah. Because that's always been a bit weird to me they do mention that in this because the the little BD1 droid he talks in beeps and boops yeah and it's funny because you always, if you have subtitles on it's like foop de trill <laughs> you know or something <laughs> and he'll be like talking to him and then it'll talk to it. The, so the pilot's name is Grease the pilot of your ship that you travel around on and he's this weird like four arms two leg not hamburger. Hamburger. Um the other dude um, Grimace yeah it looked yeah, like Grimace's head. And he's head got like fluff. Not purple. Yeah, he's just a weird looking alien dude. Yeah. But BD1 tries to talk to him and he's like, oh, I don't speak binary. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Is that what he's speaking? Yeah. Ones and zeros? Because it's like, it sounds a little bit more nuanced than yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. also, how the fuck do you speak binary? <laughs> one, one, zero, one, 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 one. That's a flight of the Concord. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so in general, I um, yeah, I really enjoy the game. I think Star Wars fans would enjoy it. Uh, it's a little bit, it's challenging. It has four, so it has story mode difficulty, which I assume is like ultra easy. And then Jedi Knight, Jedi Master, Jedi Grandmaster, mm-hmm. and I thought, fuck it, I'll put it on Jedi Master mode, and I just regretted the whole time that I was playing it. I dialed it back to Jedi Knight and still was having a pretty hard time with it. Yeah. By the time I got to the end when I'd sort of, you know, I'd played 40 yeah. hours, I was like, had the timing down on everything and mm-hmm. was used to it. I could probably play it on a harder difficulty now. Yeah. But yeah, picking it up, it was f- pretty challenging, which I appreciate as well. Yeah. Because to a point, because if you do, there's those um, rare monsters that you find, and there's mm-hmm. one on like the second place that you go yeah, to, which kicks your ass. And you go, oh, I'm going to fight this. Yeah, thing. boom, dead. And you you fight other ones that are like it, but not the yeah. boss version. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that can't be that hard, and it just wipes the fucking floor <laughs> with you. And yeah. I took it on like fucking twenty times yeah. on Jedi mm-hmm. Master difficulty, wow. could not beat it. <laughs> and the kids are like, are you just gonna throw your controller keep... at the TV? No, they're like, hey, why don't you just turn the difficulty down or like go do something else and yeah. I'm like no I'm going to beat this thing and then eventually I turned the difficulty down yeah. and I was Killed like it and went yeah, yeah motherfucker yeah. I'm the best so that was pretty frustrating but that's what gave me that sort of Dark Souls feeling because yeah. I just felt like I was just getting my ass kicked mm-hmm. left and right but yeah um, my score for it is 4 out of 5 Four out of five. That's, yeah, that's yeah, pretty good. Because I thought it was really, really good, but it had those technical difficulties, the technical glitches and stuff yeah. like that, and it was a little bit lacking in some ways as mm-hmm. well. That it's it's like we review games, so we should be able to articulate these things. But if there was something about it that just felt off a little bit, mm-hmm. so and I, I thought know. that it was a little bit hollow. There was just like it. It felt good and it was good fun to play mm-hmm. and. 
Yeah, but it, it, I don't know. For me, it there was, was strong just, moments, but they were sort of intermixed in that yeah, sort of hollowness as yeah. well. So that to me, like when you know, comparing it to games like Tomb Raider and Uncharted, and God of War, I think is a good comparison as well. Yeah, in a lot of ways, those games were extremely connected. Yeah. Like you were very connected to all the characters. You wanted to mm. learn more about them. You wanted to understand more about them, and that in this is still there. But it was kind of like a, a bit hit and miss as well. Yeah. It's like yeah, maybe like through looking through a bit of smoky glass or something. Yeah, where like yeah, yeah. I, I, like there's moments where you go, wow, I really connect with this character in this moment, and there's other times where you're just like, well, we're just doing a job here, yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, and I think there was a bit of the way the character portrayed himself as well. Like he was a loner, mm. and he'd spent five or so years, you know, trying to protect himself and you know just do his job and not let everyone know he was a Jedi and yeah, he had not these skills the force and all that um, kind of stuff so there was that disconnection and it came across in some ways as well like there was just that uh, he was just that person mm. you know and it was like he didn't want people to know him at some yeah. stages so just some of the looks and things like that to me in the game in mm. dialogue and things like that just seemed very distanced yeah, and it just makes you feel like you're not a part of it, kind yeah. of thing. Um, he t- he does tend to warm up to the other characters as the game goes on. Yeah, um, I don't think it's probably done. I don't think they maximise their opportunities with that because, mm-hmm. like I said, there's a, a lot of depth in terms of personalities and the dialogue and stuff like that in this game, where you get to learn about the characters and they have this like the trauma talking about trauma from the past and stuff like that. You know, reconnecting with people and things like that is an important part of all of that. Yeah. And so it would have been good to see them sort of get a bit more nuanced in how mm. that all went down. Yeah. So I guess that's where it does feel a little bit hollow at times. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I call that the, the EA effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just the lack of want to give a fuck mm. about their games, which yeah. is real sad. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, Anthem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I think it, this will probably be the start of a. Um, I think it will be the start of a fran- new franchise because mm. it's Star Wars Jedi: Colon Fallen Order, yeah. right? So I think there's going to be more Star Wars Jedi mm. games. It could probably be. with the same characters because yeah. it end, the way it ends. No partly spoilers. Partly getting up Jedi, hmm? and then the partly yeah. getting up Jedi, and then there might be the fully erect Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Fallen order, getting back up order. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> by the end of it, without spoiling anything, you you um, you know, you finish the story, you get a sort of happy ending, I guess. But it's like it leaves it standing where, like, okay, what's the next adventure type mm-hmm. thing? So it could be a new sort of Mass Effect type thing, wow. like make a trilogy of it or whatever, yep. and go into the depth of Star you know, Wars is pretty good at trilogies yeah. and. Yeah. Disney will throw down the cash for a game that's mm. successful, and it's not like there's anything else competing with Star Wars Fallen Je- like Jedi Fallen Order at the moment. Yeah, that is true. For third-person action games, yeah, like there's nothing else. So, mm. um, I think for, although it's only four out of five, four out of five is still a good score. Yeah, it's up there. It's eighty percent, mm. which is decent. Yeah, um, and it's definitely a good starting block for a refresh of the franchise that's in the right. in the video game world. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there you go. One of the things that Star Wars doesn't have that EA are quite well known for, and we just mentioned earlier, was microtransactions. 
None of them in this game, and none of them in the other EA game that I'm going to talk about now. Wow. Need for Speed Heat, mm. the latest Need for Speed game. So maybe they've learned something. Yeah, no, I'm surprised there's no... Um, mm. They're not trying to gouge their fans for once. Wow, weird. Interesting. <laughs> maybe Ultimate Team's really taken up the slack this year. Aliens come and kidnapped our EA. <laughs> I'm glad because it means you can spend a bit more time just focusing on playing a, game. Playing a fucking game yeah. instead of like spending money on getting gouged. Yeah. Anyway, so Need for Speed Heat, um, it's a Need for Speed game, pretty straightforward. You race a car. Um, there's a story, but it doesn't matter because yeah, who the fuck cares about stories in racing games? You're not in or it movies. For, it's kind of like the yeah. Fast and Furious. You're like not we, watching yeah. it to go like, oh, what's Vin Diesel going to do in this hard exactly. moment, yeah. in this tough moment of his life? That's right. Like, probably get in a car and race yeah. and win, <laughs> fuck right. and everyone will be happy. Yeah. You know, it fixes everything. Yeah. yeah. So I'll go. I'll just talk about the things in the game that make it Need for Speed Heat. Um, instead of having your standard dynamic day-night cycle where you know you drive around a bit and all of a sudden it's night time and you're like oh cool oh, yeah. I've got my headlights on now Yeah. the way this game works is it has uh, when you go to your garage to mess with your car when you leave you choose day or night Okay. Um, so it's locked in that mode so if you can go in night mode and race around and it's night time you can do that for 24 hours if you want and it stays night time the whole time wow. The reason why I like that instead of the other version is because what they do is they have two different types of races. So nighttime races build up your rep. Yeah. So it's illegal street racing at night. If you race, the cops inevitably show up and you get chased by the cops Mm -hmm. and it's all on for young and old. Yeah. So it's got that classic cop chase need for speed thing. It's got building rep with your peers in the racing world which is need for speed. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in daytime, what you got is legitimate races. So they're set up like competition races, sort of like Forza style. Oh, like, yeah, okay. So at nighttime, you're earning rep. Daytime, you're earning cash by winning professional car racing And you races. can't do up your car with rep. Yeah, exactly. You so cash. You, well, you need the rep to level up, and yep. leveling up unlocks new parts, which then you buy with cash. You get a bit of cash at night time, but nowhere near as much as you're getting during the day. So the idea is that you chop and change between them and they spread the story across both. So that you're um, sort of, they sort of point you in the direction, like you'll do all the story missions that you have at night and then all you've got left is daytime ones. So you Mm -hmm. go, oh, well, I'll just change over to that. The map is fucking massive. So there's plenty of places to go, things to do. You know, there's signs to jump through. You know, it's basically an amalgamation of all of the stuff, the good Need for Speed games that have been ever. Yeah. And just smush them and all we're together. We're talking 25 years. Yeah. So it just takes like mostly newer shit. Like, yeah. But it's got like, you know, jumping through billboards, speed cameras, drift yeah. sections, like mm-hmm. drift trials, all that kind of goodness yeah. Yeah. that keeps you busy and keeps the map so full. Like, this is a game you could probably play for a considerably long amount of time. It also has um, like daily trials where you get a list of three things that you've got to try and do and it's a different list for daytime or nighttime. Mm -hmm. So you go nighttime and you've got this list of three things and you've got to try and achieve them and if you get all three you get a rep boost. Yep. 
But if you only do two and you go back to your garage and go to daytime, it like resets and you get a different list. So you get rep for each thing you complete, but you get a bonus for completing it. So there's levels to this game that are there to like just keep you playing, Mm -hmm. which is really good. On top of that, car customization is more complex than it's been in you know, since Underground 2, sort of Need for Speed Underground. So is it more like, yeah, kind of GT kind of customization? Um, Not quite that It's more like, it's more like you can swap out engines, you can tune the sound of your exhaust, you can change all of the body kit, plus all of the internal engine parts you Mm -hmm. upgrade. You can have one large NOS tank or a NOS that does five individual bursts so there's like that's just a tiny example but there's way more com- customization in this game than there has been in a Need for Speed game for ages and that's what people have been asking for yeah that are Need for Speed fans they're like why can't I do my car up like mm. I used to be able to in previous games yeah so it takes all of these parts of like I said all parts of the good Need for Speed games that people love and smushes them all together mm-hmm. um the story is weak, and the the character um, what do you character, call character models. No, you you pick your character from like a line of twenty, oh. and it shows the twenty people on screen, and you sort of select one, and it zooms in and shows you their face, and then you zoom out, and you can look at different ones. Okay. They all look like that uncanny valley sort of weirdness. Yeah. Which is weird for a like AAA 2019 game yeah. to have these characters that all look stupid. <laughs> um, but you're in a car most of the time. It's just yeah. cutscenes. Mm-hmm. And honestly, cutscenes in this game are go for a drink. You know, Sweet. go to the toilet. Yeah. As long as it doesn't, it's not a cutscene right before a race starts. Yeah. You know. Um, one thing I noticed is, so it has difficulty levels, but I generally play on medium. And I found... When I'm racing, I'll race, you know, have a good time. It's challenging. Like, I might be third place, fourth place, whatever. If you mm-hmm. crash, you get... They all overtake yeah, you. Yeah, But racing games inevitably have that sort of slingshotting mm-hmm. where if you're way behind, you can catch up yeah. to try and keep you from going, oh, fuck this reset, yeah, you know? Yeah. But I found as soon as I'm in first place, I might... They might, like, the second place one might keep up to me a little bit for a while... But inevitably, I break away and I'm yeah, fucking gone. gone. Yeah. And it gets to the point where, like every race I do that's laps, I'm lapping the last. Oh, like wow. out of an eight-person race, I I lap six. Shit. So the person in second is that the only one close. Shit. Yeah, so it's not like this. The challenge isn't really there mm-hmm. when that happens, but it doesn't happen in every race. It's just when I get a certain distance in front of second place, then they just fall back. Yeah. It's like they just go, "Well, he's gone." Yeah, reset. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of frustrating because, like I said, you know, I appreciate games that are challenging, and mm. where's the fun in having a race where you know you're going to win and you end up lapping exactly. people? Yeah. I mean, there's a little bit of a challenge of going, yeah, fuck yeah, let's see if I can lap person in yeah, second place. But still, but you can only do that so many times before yeah. you're like, well, this is easy. Exactly. Easy mode. Mm-hmm. But it also has like the drift trials and stuff like that that add stuff that is outside of the normal races. Yeah. For you, um, and as a completionist, you know, there's so much stuff to oh, do yeah. in the game yeah. to like try and break through all the billboards, mm-hmm. try to break all the 
time records. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned that you know you race at night and the cops might turn up. Yeah. Do they ever turn up during the day or they're no, just totally? I've literally races? crashed into a cop car on a daytime and it didn't do, and it didn't do anything. Wow. Which is weird. Makes yeah. no sense. Because I mean, in my head, you know, going back to the original original need for speed, mm. where you remember the front cover was like the um, the cop sirens, yeah, like yeah, the colours. Yeah. Yeah, and it was the rest was blurry, but that was what you could yeah. see. The whole point of Need for Speed has always been cops yeah, are coming. That's right. Don't get done by the cops. Yeah, and yeah. in ninety nine percent of my memories of playing any Need for Speed game, it's almost like the cops get you mostly at night anyway. Yeah, like the, because of the lights and all that kind of stuff, it actually is more memorable potentially. Mm-hmm. I think maybe that's what it is. Um, but yeah, it, it but just yeah, feels like it, it's more of a nighttime thing to happen. It feels weird when you... Like, I can understand if you're in a legit race, like, if you are in it... Because it's an open world game, so you can just drive around. Yeah. So if you're in a race in the daytime, it's like a sanctioned race. So mm. the cops aren't going aren't gonna to get you. But if you're outside of a race, just roaming the streets, and you're doing 350 k's, <laughs> and you fly past... Like, if you clip a car in front of a cop, mm-hmm. they're coming after you. Or they're going to try to. Good luck to them. They yeah. are really fucking fast, the cops in this game. Like, they, will, it's hard to get away from them, which is... So it's obviously that's not the set challenge. in Australia because all the cops here now drive Kias. Yeah, and they slow down because they don't want to endanger people. Yeah, they're not allowed to chase yeah. anymore, yeah. But, um, yeah, so I guess the, the races themselves aren't difficult, but getting away from the cops is difficult. So mm-hmm. there's something there. Uh, mm. I guess... In terms of, like I said, the customization is really good. There's a vast amount of cars you can unlock with your rep. So you get your rep to a certain level and unlocks new cars. Yep. Um, but yeah. And are they like mainly, you know, the the rice cookers versus the you know? Oh, big it's, a, it's a nice mixture of everything, okay. except for no Toyotas because Toyota wouldn't sell on the right or wouldn't you let them use. They the came rides. out and said we don't want to promote dangerous driving in cars or something which Bullshit. is ridiculous <laughs> and then they backtracked Why it anyway they make a Supra yeah so and they backtracked well, the it anyway or what's the car or whatever it is. I think it's a Celica or something yeah. that's in Forza or coming to Forza in uh, DLC I think yeah they're like oh Toyota's finally back in video games mm. so it's like you just had to but that's have a, a simulator. standing that's a simulator it's not about breaking the law yeah so, but I don't yeah. know. So anyway, um, I probably give Need for Speed Heat a three and a half because, like, uh, the, I enjoy the the day night cycling the way that works, and all of the customization is really good. And there's a lot of cars, there's lots to do, but the races are the races can be pretty easy. The story, although I guess you shouldn't review a Need for Speed game based on the story, but it's hard not to. Yeah. Um, the story is like meaningless which I think has been most of them yeah yeah um, it's definitely but like I think the I remember the last most speed. wanted I just really loved it even though mm-hmm. the story was like nothing to me I don't you could, I couldn't remember what it was now yeah for the life of me but I can remember playing that game mm. um, because I just really really enjoyed it yeah so yeah three and a half out of five three and a half do it. still not bad mm. yeah um I have one shout out to make and a comment. Mm-hmm. Um, had 
a friend and a listener um, <laughs> sent me a message the other day. There was a rather large update on one of the games that he was he put on and wanted to play. He's got a very limited time that yeah. he can play games. Okay. So he put his PlayStation on and there was a 12 gig update for whatever it was that he was playing. Um, and he wrote to me, he said, man, I've only got a very limited time to play games and this is just shit. Yeah. So totally understandable, um, and he's a, a police officer. This mm-hmm. guy, so he wanted me to give him a shout out and portray to PlayStation and all game developers that the Queensland guys, you listening? Queensland police are not happy. <laughs> so there, it's been made that statement. So heed it and fuck all these large updates. Um, I did go back to him and say. It's pretty much the reason why I never ever play NBA 2K anymore because yeah. almost every time I turn that game on, there's an update. There's a 10 to 30 gig update yeah. for no fucking reason. <laughs> and it's like, okay, they well. They're to add new packs. Well, yeah, for me to buy. Yeah. yeah the exactly. more strategic advertising. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and that's, yeah, a, a real big part of it. So, well, there you go. Yeah, that was a shout You're out. You're friends there. with the cops now. I see oh, how it well, is. Well, you know, you go. Yeah. <laughs> You've changed, man. Friends with benefits. You've changed. <laughs> oh, so that, right. was, that was to, to Glenn. Big nice. shout out to Glenn. Officer Glenn. Sure. <laughs> Inspector uh, Glenn. Inspector Gadget. Um, all right, well, just I one more the, thing I want to mention. Yep. Um, Civilization Six just came out for PS4 and Xbox. Yeah. It's a port of the PC version. Mm-hmm redone slightly so that it works on a P- on a console yeah, because you have the, way less buttons. The Switch upgrade? Potentially, because yeah. it's been on Switch for yeah. four or five months. Yeah. Um, it's Civ 6. Yeah. It's really complex mm-hmm. and it's the leader in the genre of strategy games, yeah. world building strategy games. Um, so Age of Empires just came out on PC not that long ago. Yeah, Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition. Yeah. And they've so, got Age of Empires 4 coming out soon. Wow. So that's what they've been working on mm. while they've been revising the old ones. Yep. So I haven't got up to 2 yet. I'm still working my way through Age of Empires 1. And being that it is the, the 30th the of November, yep. um, as we're recording today, yesterday was Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a hell of a lot of deals. And if you uh, missed them... You missed them. You should have had a luck. Better luck um, next time. You should have been following face, the drop again yeah, on Facebook We page. did put up a post there with a comparison of, at this point, what seemed to be potentially the, the leaders. four leaders. Yeah. I'm not going to say biggest or best. Yeah. Um, but in the majority, it was EB, JB, Amazon, and Big W. Yeah. And they're the kind four. of the ones that are really pushing at the moment. It's the four um, core. I do have a major major fucking issue with EB Games at the moment and I'm really pissed off about it. And no them. amount of carrots is going to settle you no, on this one. No, not at all. There's, they they can can't buy their carrots you. They cannot buy up their rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it actually really shits me the way they advertise. Mm. Um, it's like they just know that you know they're a name that people recognise now and they're a name that people who don't follow this industry or have young kids or whatever mm. don't really give a fuck about gaming they know oh we'll go to EB Games because that's mm. it's in the fucking name you know games that's um, the main one yeah it's the only one really 
that's a that's it's a specifically strictly, yeah, strictly right. gaming shop. And it actually really pisses me off the way they do their advertising. Like mm. I mentioned it to you, I, I sent you the you know, fucking image. It was by the Switch with Mario. Mario Kart. Mario Kart 8, which is a yeah. fucking five-year-old game. Yeah. Um, Port from Wii U. Yeah. And it said down to $399, which yeah. you can buy it at that price with that game kind of normally. You know, mm. maybe a little bit more. Maybe it's four four nineteen, four twenty. Yeah. Um, but you can kind of get that game for free pretty much these days with yeah. the, with the console. Um, but the thing that pissed me off was that next to the price it said saving one hundred and fifty nine dollars, and I looked at it and I went, "Who the fuck has ever paid four hundred and sixty dollars yeah. for a Wii and a five year old game? Uh, sorry, for a Switch and a five year old game." Yeah. yeah, it's just never ever going to happen, and I don't actually ever think that I've seen that combined price yeah. at that high. So what did that's I say? False mine, I think mine was four sixty nine when I bought my Switch. Yeah, it was four sixty nine. It came with Mario Party, which was a brand new game at the time. Yep. So that's a hundred dollars um, cheaper than their same. Yeah, that was a year. Is. That was October last year. So it wasn't Black Friday or anything yep. like that. It mm-hmm. was just like standard yep. big W pricing. And I think I paid, I paid, f- or three seventy nine when I got my Switch for some reason. It was yeah. uh, like I think it was in July, and there was a big, you know, once in a lifetime sale at EB Games, yeah. which was kind of good. You know, they, they never so you're like your shit but also thanks for that yeah. one um, but I also bought other games when I bought it and the whole thing cost me less than 500 bucks and yeah. I got the Switch with a carry case and three games I think at the time Yeah. Um, and it just really fucking irritates me that they're allowed to do that because almost any other industry is so heavily scrutinised by the ACCC for false advertising, yeah, that that would get them in shitloads of trouble. Yeah. Um, well, I guess because most people are buying their systems in a bundle, but yes. how much is a switch if you just buy it on its own outside Full of regular a, retail yeah. price from some guy selling tickets to fucking Elton John you know, <laughs> out the front of the Elton John's yeah. you know, concert? Yeah. Like yeah. even if you went to EB and said, "I want to buy a Nintendo Switch," they wouldn't go, "Okay, here's the Nintendo Switch. Do you also want to buy a game?" They'd be like, "We well, can get this one with a bundle with a yeah. game." Yeah. You know. But it still wouldn't be anywhere near 560 bucks. No chance. Never going to happen. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And if they did, no one would ever fucking buy a Switch. Yeah. Um, About two months ago, Kogan had to pay like a fucking ridiculous fee Mm. um, because they were sued by the ACCC for the way they advertise. And it's exactly that. The way they advertised at the time was saying, don't pay $200 for this thing buy it through us for $79. Yeah. But that's the regular price nowhere. Yeah. You know, like it's never been $200. Yeah. They've never advertised it for $200 either. Yeah. So the fact that these guys can actually say that they're giving a $160 discount on something that's never actually cost that much yeah, it's a bit is scary. a fucking load of shit. Yeah. And they continue to do it all the fucking time. And yeah. You can't walk into EB Games at any time of the year because they're on sale every fucking week. You know, you <laughs> I went into one the other day and there was no signs up. I was like, where am I? Get your shit together, guys. Am I? <laughs> have I walked into the wrong store? 
I'm not being inundated by bullshit yeah, red, exactly. red and white signs. Yeah. But it, it's actually quite irritating to me. Um, that aside, their deals were the worst out of everybody's across this yeah. um, Black Friday. And comparing them actually was a little bit of an eye-opener because I came across some things that were fucking incredibly priced items like Amazon's generally the best that I find yeah they they kind of select one thing and really discount it yeah like Amazon was was higher when it came to the um, the PS4 Pro uh, as well as I think the Xbox One S was slightly higher but PlayStation controllers were 44 bucks yeah. for the DualShock 4s which Fucking is a good price. bargain. That's half price compared to most places, mm. which doesn't happen that often. Um, JB was forty nine, which I, I ended up going and getting one because you know it's just down the street. I can go and buy one. Yeah, exactly. uh, I don't have to wait a week until it arrives. Um, but the thing that really like stood out to me the most was the PlayStation Hits titles. Most places had the PlayStation Hits, which is about of twenty four, twenty five dollars normally. Mm. So for the caliber of games that you're getting in that PlayStation Hits range at that price mm. is fucking brilliant anyway because if you don't own those games and you haven't played There's any of those games real crackers in there oh yeah they are the best of the best and they really are the PlayStation yeah. Hits um, but Amazon had them for $13 that's cheap yeah and, and probably free delivery with Amazon Prime as well uh, yeah yeah which so, is fucking unbelievable you yeah. know for me like those games are seriously they're the, the ones the, the range of those games you're looking at hundreds of hours of playing games yeah and if you can pick up six or seven of them for the price of one game or 20 of them for the price of a regular retail game at EB Games that they will advertise <laughs> fucking assholes um, <laughs> You don't get the carrots from Amazon, though. Well, that is true. So, there's no Amazon you, world. You might be able to get carrots from them. You can, in America, I think you probably could. I think you I probably could deliver you can by get drone. Fake ca- you I'll actually probably... a drone will come around and insert them for you. <laughs> wow. In America, yeah. Service. Yeah. I know. Yeah, it's very uh, primed. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> You'll feel primed after that. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, well... We're going to wrap this up, then. If you ended up picking up anything that you thought was awesome on Black Friday... Let us know, and yeah. we'll give you a shout-out and say that you were an awesome shopper. Um, <laughs> You're yeah. really good at shopping. You're really <laughs> Achievement supportive. unlocked. In terms of EB Games, constant vigilance. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They do, uh, they do price match everything, so... Yes. If you find a better deal and there's an EB Games next door to your house, go and take them the other deal yes. and price match. If there's a big W next to your house, don't go all the way to fucking EB then. No, that's right, because you'll get <laughs> it just you, as cheap. You do get carrots, so, well, you know. Yeah. Is it worth the trip? Get a level four carrot up you. <laughs> you can save on your trade credit. <laughs> Yay. Anyway. Yeah, so that's it. Um, if you do have anything you want us to cover or talk about or you want something said or you don't, whatever, mm. send us an email at... Podcast at dropbeargaming.com because it's going to be a slow end of the year. It is, it is. <laughs> and because Matt's just said that email address, that is the end of the show. So thank you very much for listening and we hope we can find something to talk about next time. <laughs> See ya. Bye.